Welcome to Printing Profits. Becoming an entrepreneur means having an eye for opportunity, for seeing the potential in moments that can sell and making the right move when it counts. Catching the wave of a viral moment and turning it into profit takes some intuition. But for Diana Trunox, it's also taken a lot of practice. The South Carolina-based marketing director got her start with TikTok during the pandemic, and as her fashion and pop culture videos racked up followers, she also created an online store. However, it wasn't until the Johnny Depp vs. Amber Heard trial that she realized the earning potential of a trend. Her quick thinking to create a design highlighting trial lawyer Camille Vasquez went viral. Soon, her design, which simply said, Camille is my lawyer, earned her more than $10,000 in sales. Since then, Diana has maintained that success in creating products people are excited about. Welcome to Printing Profits. I'm Talish Zuffer. And today, I'm very excited to have Diana True Knox on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. So let's start off by talking about your work in the fashion industry. How did that experience help you understand what makes a trend and, and how to profit off of it? Um, I think, so I started really working in the fashion industry in 2019 full time. Um, I started dabbling in 2014 in college. And um, so I actually had a business in college called Solid on Screed. Yeah. Um, and so it was just with my entrepreneurship group at school. And basically you would see something on TV or a movie and then we would find it and then give it to people. We would just send links over Instagram. People would make requests and we would give it to them. We made no money off of that. <laughs> um, now there's affiliate links like like to know it and yeah. shop style and stuff like that, which, you know, if I would have kept going, that probably would have took off a little bit. Um, so that was like my first experience and that was all kind of pop culture related. You saw something yeah. on TV or a movie and we didn't recreate it, but we found the exact styles. So that's where like my love of fashion and pop culture first kind of meshed. Mm -hmm. Then I did some freelance marketing after college and eventually got a job at a luxury department store. Mm. Um, and they sold all of the, luxury brands, the top designers that you see on your favorite celebrities every day. And I was, of course, in charge of the TikTok and the uh, Instagram and everything. And my goal was always to go viral. So mm. how did I do that? I related everything to pop culture. I would do like, what is this person wearing on the back? Like, what would they wear on The Bachelor? What would these Disney characters wear, these celebrities wear to the Met Gala or to the gym and we would use our clothes. And then I noticed things starting to go viral and sell um, on at our store, the store I worked at. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. It's free marketing. It's not a paid ad. Yeah. Um, and just always doing that. And then I made my own account. Um, and it was all pop culture related, like celebrity news, Yeah. Um, what they're wearing, celebrity outfit predictions, stuff like that. And I got a pretty good following from that. Yeah. Um, what I like about what you said is like, you know, this idea of dabbling, like you start 
experimenting. You've already clearly been experimenting with fashion. Then you get this job and you start getting involved in the marketing uh, aspect of it. And slowly you've got the building blocks kind of going for you for what is required or what's necessary to kind of be successful online. Um, tell me a bit about this dabbling because dabbling sounds interesting to me. You you started off in fashion in what way? Like were you creating shirts? Were you When you mean dabble, what does that mean? <clears throat> so, okay. In college, there was, me and my dad had an idea, which was to find things that are on the screen mm -hmm. and lead people to them and they would buy it. Um, so then I think my junior year of college, there was a competition called the Pitch Smackdown where everybody pitched their business ideas. Wow. Um, I pitched that idea with a business partner, I guess, not super class and she's, she's brilliant and we pitched it together we won we won a trip to silicon valley got to wow. like tour all of these really cool companies and um and then i mean unfortunately i was really young and not very consistent and it kind of fizzled out and we <laughs> went our separate ways <laughs> then i graduated college and did a lot of freelance marketing yeah. um i guess would be actually in the t-shirt industry now that I'm thinking about it, it was for two brands. <laughs> one's called Lily Grace and one's called It's a Girl Thing. Yeah. And they're like very Southern t-shirts. Um, yeah. Like not totally my style, but like people buy them. And I did marketing for them. And they actually have a huge t-shirt manufacturing plant in Columbia, South Carolina. And they have probably eight or nine different brands that they do um, for boys, girls, women, children, a whole like t-shirt empire. Um, so that's actually <laughs> kind of funny that now I'm sort of doing that. The exact um, same thing. Yeah. It's literally crazy. the exact same thing. You went into like a business program where like you were pitching stuff to people. Like, did you not, did you know at that point when you were younger that you were being set up to like run a business? Cause this is exactly what it sounds like. You went in, you pitched ideas, you learned now, the marketing, like. No. And it's like crazy. Cause <laughs> now that I think about it, like we went on this Oh, now that I think, I think about it actually a lot. Like these, <laughs> I was pitching it to investors, like very wealthy yeah. men. And then we, they took us on this trip to Silicon Valley and, mm. you know, we had great connections, but I never thought like, Hmm, like investors, maybe they could like help me with this. But yeah. also that really scares me. I really wouldn't want to take money from anyone because I feel like I would lose it. Um, well, you're doing well not, so maybe. far. <laughs> you're doing yeah. well so far. Um, that's why I like Printify because I don't have to put any money into it. Yeah. Um, so that was my whole thing. I've always had these random side hustles. Like when COVID hit, I made mask chains. No, oh, nice. It turned into necklaces. They turned into sunglasses chains. And I TikToked it and I sold to all 50 states within like two days. Wow. And then we were in like 10 stores. So I always am just like having ideas and then like, Putting but, it together, and then there's yeah. like the inventory issue. So I'm like, at least I'm learning young. Like, now I have all these chains in my house and COVID's over. Mm -hmm. And like, so that's just money sitting there. So what I like about Printify is I don't have to put a dollar into it. The only money I've spent on it is one t-shirt and the sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, and it helps to definitely not be able to store that inventory and have all that stuff lying around as well. Um, yeah. Let's talk about TikTok for a bit, uh, because this is really what kind of shot you to success. Um, how important do you think TikTok and social media is in achieving the success you've had? I mean, do you think that you would have gotten far w without it now that you look back? No, because it's I love TikTok and it's very interesting to me that you can go viral um, for free and organically. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so that's really kind of like the bread and butter and not just TikTok. It's like every new social platform that come out, it comes out, it just happens to be TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's Lemon 8, which is like this new thing I'm trying to figure out. But What's um, that called, I sorry? It's called Lemon 8. Lemon 8. Yes, it's kind of like Instagram and Pinterest, like how to baby. Oh, but everyone's getting on it. So interesting. It's not as easy to go viral still as TikTok, but um, yeah, so that's kind of my, I guess if you have a sales funnel, that's like my strategy is get as many views on TikTok, get as many links to your website, and then hopefully they'll buy. And if not, they'll get like an come back to your cart discount (laughs) or something like that. Definitely. I mean, when you think about the trends and the pop culture stuff that you find on TikTok and you and you are identifying it as a trend that has a potential to sell, how how do you identify that? Like, how do you know when you're on TikTok for yourself that a trend is viable, that it's profitable? Like, are there certain markers? What signs do you look for? I, well, I'm obsessed with like pop culture. Obviously, like I just I think it's interesting. Like I like the Kardashians and I like what they do. I love their fashion and like their lifestyle Mm -hmm. is really cool to me. So like I follow it and obviously other people do, too. Um, So I just like really stay on the know when it comes to pop culture, like relationships like Hailey Bieber and Justin Bieber, the Selena Gomez, Hailey Bieber drama, um, reality TV, Vanderpump Rules. Like basically if there's like a scandal in Hollywood, like I'm like racking my brain Hmm. trying to figure out how i can like put it on a t-shirt and i'll scroll tiktok and if i see a trend like three times in one sitting then we're gonna and then people hop on trends and i think that the trending sounds and the trending templates now you can use CapCut, which is an app that tiktok collaborates with um so those trends i think have have been really helpful Cause I, and I think it's too like psychology. People see one of these trends with this certain sound and this mm-hmm. certain template and they like it. And so when they see another person doing it, they watch the whole thing. Um, Sounds like a lot of work to be able to figure out because you, it means like you're trying to watching stuff again and again and again to see what's popping up. Do you feel like what's more important sometimes to, to feel like you got to keep on, on track of what's popping up or what's trending? Or do you feel like if you really like something, you got to contribute to that trend? Like, do you, do you have to go back and forth between those or does one matter more than the other? I don't think so. I'm already on there anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, and I like doing the trends. I have my t-shirt, TikTok and my personal TikTok. And I like to do the trends like in ways that don't have anything to do with the t-shirt. Mm. And then I'll do, go over to my other account. I used to call it my burner account. I didn't tell anyone about it. And I still actually haven't except for on a <laughs> couple of podcasts. So except for like my family, um, because I, I don't want to like be super in your face with the t-shirts on my account. Yeah. So I made this like burner account. No one knows. Sure. Me. <laughs> well, I mean, the perfect idea of picking up on a trend is your, you know, your, your famous Camille is my lawyer, uh, which is the perfect example of monetizing a trend. Um, looking back uh, to someone who's on TikTok right now, who's kind of doing the same thing that you are, what advice would you give them about keeping an eye out for that stuff and sort of striking while the iron's hot? You know, like how do you, how, what advice would you give for someone to, to do the same thing you did essentially? I think if you just see a trend, just hop on it. Mm-hmm. TikTok's not going to dock you for posting a thousand times. That's actually 
a pretty good strategy to have, in my opinion, is just push as much content out there as possible. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Like my, the Camilla's my lawyer, my first TikTok, I saw a funny girl talking about Camille um, on the TV, like saying she was like this badass lawyer and I stitched it. So, and literally just showed a screenshot of the sweatshirt. And I yeah. think it got like 800,000 views or something. Wow. Because I didn't, I think I would be able to promote things better if I had every single thing I made, but I just like throw screenshots up there and if people think it's a good idea, then I think they'll buy it. So it's almost like testing, like you're constantly listing, you're constantly testing stuff out. That is that through like your, yeah, your and I have a lot of fails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you think that proportionally, like how many of the ideas do you think you put up there versus the ones that actually work out? Like how much, how much of that is one more than the other? Like like an 80% kind of thing or what does that work? Yeah, I think like successful products, maybe like 10%. Wow, really? If they, don't, if they don't pop off like in the next, if they don't pop off that first week and pop off, like, you know, go yeah, get a lot of sales I and I delete it. Yeah. Um, but the Camilla's My Lawyer was a really good one because then people would comment and be like, can you make one that says um, hearsay or other things that she would say? Mm -hmm. Um I can't even remember now, but there was like three or four other sayings that Camille would say during the trial. People would be like, please put it on a t-shirt, put it on a crop top, put it on a hoodie. And I would, and they would sell. Yeah. Um, and so now, right now, Taylor Swift is touring. And yeah. so those are the ones I'm selling a lot of now are inspired by her tour. Is that the threshold, like a week, for example? Like if you sell some, if you try to list something um, that's trending and it doesn't work in a week, you're like, that's it, on to the next one. Or do you find that you got to let it yeah. sit sometimes? I'm kind of like on to the next one because I don't want it sitting in my store. I don't want people to see it if they don't, if it doesn't initially get traction. Like yeah. I tried to do a couple of Top Gun related t-shirts. I think I sold a couple, but then I was like, I didn't even see the movie and I don't care about it. And <laughs> if I don't care about it, then why is it in my store? Right. So definitely. I took him down. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly you're working a lot on trends and you have products that pick up on this sort of pop culture trend, um, a meeting point. But when you think about your products that say, for example, like how many of your products would you say are like evergreen versus the products that are just from trends? And, and do you wish you had one or more of the other sometimes? I wish I had any evergreen. <laughs> really? You, you don't think like, you have any evergreen I mean, products? Not really. Wow. Uh, right now I'm only selling Taylor Swift's inspired stuff. Mm -hmm. I think I might've sold a couple of other things in the last couple of weeks that weren't, I want to sell more of the paparazzi sweatshirts that I'm wearing. Mm, um, nice. and that's from my personal account. I do like, did the celebrity call the paparazzi or did the paparazzi find the celebrity? And I just like had this idea one day and I did it on my account and they always, they were getting millions of views and people were really engaged. Like, there's no way Justin Bieber calls the paparazzi. There's no way Kim Kardashian called them for this. I'm like, that's actually their full-time job is texting the paparazzi. Um, and so then I started showing the pictures of the celebrity and I would put the sweatshirt on top of them. It looks very cheesy, but I sold a few of them. Yeah. But I need to do that more for sure. I'm thinking about it. I mean, is the reason that you can't come up, like, I don't want to say you can't come up with evergreen products, but is the reason that it's so difficult to come up with evergreen products is because of the fact that you're creating for trends all the time. I mean, does that, is that the reason? Because so. Yeah. Cause it dies away. I mean, if you're only yeah. listening to them for a week, it dies away quite quickly, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it does. And Camille probably lasted longer than it should because the trial was so long. But you yeah. can kind of see like all my sales. It's like up and then down. Yeah. Um, a good thing is Taylor Swift is touring for like a year. Mm. So I can keep, I'll keep my wheels turning on those. Do you feel like that because you're creating for trends all the time that that doesn't give you time to create evergreen? Like, do you wish you had more time to create evergreen products or do you feel like just watching the trends take so much of your time that it doesn't help you there? Maybe a little, but I would have to really figure out what my evergreen product would be because mm. I do want it to always stay in that pop culture niche. Yeah. Um, like I, I think about it all the time. I can make like boy mom sweatshirts or like something to do with moms but it's like that's not something that i would wear personally no. i am a boy mom i would never wear that um but there's a lot of like cheesy sayings i know will sell because i used to work for that t-shirt company and they sold <laughs> you know thinking about all these trends you know this the stuff that works i, I like the fact that your honesty there where it's like sometimes it's like 10% of these products that you're trying to pick up on trends actually work out. Was there a trend or product that you tried that didn't work out? And can you tell me about that? And, and what did you learn from it? Um, let me think. There's so many that didn't work. Um, <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> I thought it would be a really good idea. Okay. There's a, uh, one of the real housewives, she like had this, short little story and I can't remember what she said, but it was just ridiculous about her husband. She was like, basically like Tom went to the eye doctor and he's going blind. And then my son flipped his car and then this and this and this happened. And it was just ridiculous. So everyone was posting that long saying, mm -hmm. and I thought it would be funny to put it on a shirt, obviously, but like, you know, those eye tests that you take, yeah, it's like yeah. bigger words, smaller, mm -hmm. it goes like this. I was like, that's such a good idea to like put that phrase on a sweatshirt oh, yeah. with, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. It just didn't take off. So that's one Yeah, that I, I, I thought it might would, but it also that episode had been out maybe a year when I did that. Right. So yeah. You already passed your week threshold. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah. is there one that you kind of really had your heart set on? Because I know, you know, most of the merchants that I talk to, it's like, oh, I, I really believe that this one was going to do well. And then just like you said, with the Camille t-shirt, like sometimes the throwaway ones are the ones that work. Is there one that you like really had your heart invested in that you thought like, yeah, this is going to be the one and it just didn't pan out? Not, no, there's just so many. And I, I don't let, I, because I've invested no money into it, mm -hmm. I, I can't get that upset. I really want the paparazzi ones too. And I think that they will yeah. at some point. I just, I probably should post them more. Um, and then that one I think could be evergreen if I, you know, build it with my personal brand and yeah. millions of people have seen it on my TikTok. So it's just like, and I had not Celsi at all. I just like, I'm hoping that they catch on. Oh, and they click I, don't, the link I doubt bio. that. I doubt that you're, <laughs> I'm sure you've got some skill. Like you've come this far for goodness sake. You gotta be nicer yeah. to yourself. No, no, not salesy. Like I'm not like, I don't ever want to be on my personal account. Like, by the way, this sweatshirt's oh, yeah. on my link in my bio. Like, um, I'll do that on my burner account. Like, you know, 24 seven, don't mm -hmm. care. Um, I don't want to be like that on my personal. Cause I don't want people to, you know, think I'm super just, in it to make money. Yeah. 
Is it tough to stay ahead of the competition when you're working with trends? I mean, I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of people doing that too. How do you, how do you manage that staying ahead of the people who are doing the same thing? Um, I, well, I was the first one to do Camille's My Lawyer mm -hmm. and then I went viral and there was so many people on there that did it after and they might've even sold more than I did, but I, yeah, it's like really annoying, but I think that once somebody has a good idea, everyone's going to copy it anyway. Sure. So that's just kind of like how the world works. Um, Must be exhausting. Like there's no really way to stay ahead of that. Yeah. Maybe if you put some ad money into it, but I'm not, it's not my vibe. I was or like say, lower the price. People will do it for a lower price, but then it's like the profit margins doesn't don't make sense. So I'm like, hopefully they'll just buy it for me. <laughs> do you have a strategy for dealing with that? I mean, like I said, it's, it sounds exhausting because like you, you're trying to pick up on this trend and you know, in a little bit, it's going to be picked up by somebody else. How do you, do you have a strategy for dealing with that? Like how, cause it, the more that you talk about it, it really feels like the window to get these trend based products, right. Is actually very small. I don't really have a strategy for that. Mm -hmm. I, just pray that I'm the first one and that I make a few sales so that one, it shows up number one on Google. Mm -hmm. Um, and it shows up number one on Etsy, which is what my store is on currently. Um, so no, not really a strategy. I've done a little bit of money in Etsy ads. Um, but not too many, Yeah, and, but they do work. One of the things that you talk about is the fact that sometimes when you have a really great idea that you will get requests from people or people will ask you, Hey, can you put this on this product? Can you put this on that product? Sometimes it might even be products that you might not even be selling. Um, how do you handle requests like that? I usually make it. Uh, mm -hmm. I did have a request last week, uh, for a custom shirt. There's one that Taylor Swift wears that says who's Taylor Swift anyway. Mm -hmm. Ew. Somebody reached out to me and was like, can you make one that says, who's Bill Jones anyway? Ew. I don't know who Bill Jones is, but maybe it's one of their friends. So and I was Bill. like, she's like, we need 20 something. And I was like, okay, done. Wow. And so I just, I told her, I was like, please get it within 24 hours. Cause I don't want this on my store for that long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think it's still there, but people, I put custom so people can put different names. Yeah. Uh, but I don't ever want to, I mean, I'm not going to say never, but I don't want to do a whole lot of custom. I'm just hoping that it'll be a pop culture trend that takes off and people buy it. Yeah. Cause it's a lot more work when it's a customized personalized thing, right? Yeah. Cause you got to, but if it's 20 shirts, I'll do it. If it's one, it's like not worth maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that you talk about marketing in a way that isn't too salesy. And I know that you talk about your, your own personal account, your burner account. Um, why is that important for new online store owners who are uh, stores, <laughs> online store owners who are trying to get that first sale uh, to not be too salesy? Or do you think that that is what they should be like? Because you don't you, you sound like you're in between both worlds here. I, I just think that people are really smart these days when it comes to ads and if they see it and they think it's an ad automatically, they're going to keep scrolling. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of good to like get them hooked in like that first couple of seconds and then maybe show them like a shirt and so that they are watching it for longer. And I don't know. I just feel like people don't like ads Yeah, and they just, it's not authentic at all. And I think they're they, like, if I'm like talking about, the Met Gala or something. And I'm like wearing this yeah. and people are like, where's your sweatshirt from? That's like how I would rather do it. 
Right. On my personal page, on my burner account, I'll pretty much try anything. (laughs) (laughs) I like that this idea that you talk about that the most important thing is to be authentic, you know, especially when you're talking about something like pop culture. Um, So before we let you go here, what would be your tip, you know, not only with just selling products, but even just being somebody in media, somebody on social media, what's your tip to be authentic? Just when it comes to promoting products sure, or yeah. just in general? Well, uh, I mean, I've, just, promoting products for sure, but um, even still just like, even just like the way that you carry yourself on your social media. It just, I mean, it sounds so like cliche, but just be yourself and don't, if you feel like you're pushing something or you really have to think about something for that long, then it's probably not something that you should post or do mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't think about it and too much. And just make it interesting. Put like, I don't know. And it is, and then that is kind of salesy, but it's like, oh, tricked you. Now you see my t-shirt and yeah. you want it. Um, like, I can't believe Kylie Jenner's dating Timothy Chalamet. Talk about it a little bit and then maybe put your product on the screen somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak it in. Just grab them within the first five seconds. Yeah. I got you. Well, hey, Diana. Or was... I like, yeah. No, go Sorry. ahead, please. I was going to say, like, I just thought, like, one of my Camille TikToks, I was, that I might have been the first or second one yeah. that I was stitching with, like, a really funny girl. I was like, so all I want to know is, like, what color should I get? Mm-hmm. And put, like, the, a blue and a pink one or something. And then I sold so many from that. Wow. Like, kind of make it funny. Um, or act like you're buying it. Act like you're not promoting it. Act like you're the buyer, maybe. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Well, hey, Diana, thank you so much for joining us, David. We really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, for your sake, I really hope you find those evergreen products soon. But it sounds like you're doing pretty okay without them, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. If you have any ideas, I'm always accepting ideas. I'm willing to try pretty much anything. For sure. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. This is Printing Profits. this is printing success crisp tips by Sarah from Wholesale Ted and one tip that I have for you is that within Printify there are lots of products which have lifestyle mock-up photos and customers love these if you've never heard that phrase before it's what we in the industry refer to for photos which show a product in a lifestyle context so a lifestyle photo of a t-shirt would have a t-shirt being worn by a model instead of showing the t-shirt against say a white background Lifestyle photos like this can drastically improve conversions because what marketing studies have shown is that before customers buy an item, they like to be able to visualize themselves using it or wearing it. And so that's what a lifestyle mock-up photo does. It helps a customer visualize themselves using it by seeing it be used in a lifestyle context. Plus, it also helps provide context for a customer. So for example, on Printify, there are a range of different Kiss Cut stickers that you can buy from a print provider that I love called Spoke Custom Products. Plus, it also helps provide the customer with context for products. So for example, on Printify, there's a print provider that I love, Spoke Custom Products. Well, they print Kiss Cut stickers in a range of different sizes. Well, to the customer, trying to understand the difference between a two-inch sticker or a three-inch sticker is a little tricky. 
But if you use the laptop lifestyle mock-up photo, which is included within Printify, it shows the stickers with their different sizes being printed onto laptops, which helps the customer get context for what those different sizes would mean for them. And here is a bonus tip. Did you know that there is an app called Placeit, which has thousands of different mock-up photos and videos? Even better, they have a free account which gets you access to over a thousand different free mock-up lifestyle photos and videos. So I highly recommend checking it out. This is Printing Profits. When it comes to looking for the ways to stay ahead of the game and predict the hottest product and design trends, look no further. That's right, it's time for trend spotting. In this segment, I'll be sharing a bunch of free tools with you that'll help you do just that. First up, we have Google Trends. This handy and completely free tool lets you see how often a specific search term is used on Google over a particular time frame. So with this data, you can find trending search terms, analyze regional differences, and even see related topics and queries. Another option you might want to consider is Trend Hunter, a website dedicated to finding the latest trends across various industries, from fashion to technology. You can use Trend Hunter to browse through thousands of trend reports, filter by industry or category, and even sign up for a free newsletter to get the latest trends delivered straight to your inbox. Also, if you're not already using Pinterest, it's time to jump on that bandwagon. What started as a social media site turned into a huge search engine with a massive collection of visual content and over 400 million users. Pinterest is a treasure trove for trend spotters, so you can also use Pinterest trends to discover emerging design and product trends and see what's popular in various categories and find your own inspiration for your designs. And don't forget about social media. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter are the top three social media platforms to check out what's trending. You can use the search feature to explore hashtags, see what's trending in different niches, and follow accounts that inspire you. Plus, with built-in analytics, you can track engagement and see what's resonating with your audience. Remember, to succeed in the print-on-demand industry, you need to stay fresh, relevant, and in tune with your customers' desires. And with these tools at your disposal, you'll be well on your way to achieving just that. So start trend spotting and get selling. Thanks for listening to Printing Profits. We'd like to thank Diana True Knox for sharing her experience with us and at the same time, introduce you to the talented team behind this program. Executive producer, Laura Gelvite, Associate producer, Anita Njoki. Technical in video production, Emils Yasuns and Valerie Solechno. Sound production, Christos Hartmanis. And I'm Talish Zuffer. See you next time.